Matilda. Don't you ever do that again or break your head. You got that? Okay. It worked like that. It's not professional. There is rules. Okay. And stop saying okay all the time, okay? Okay. Good. this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. For the greater good. Oh my gosh, who in the heck is that? I am back from my uh, world travels. That, so that's <laughs> You mean Florida? Well, we also went to the the Virgin Islands. That's so. true. That's true. You did. Yeah. You did, in fact, leave the country for a minute. So yeah, that's yeah. good. Well, I'm glad you had a good vacation. I heard about it yeah, all it about it. I'm, I'm glad you, uh, you had a good time and welcome back. Absolutely. It's good to have you back. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good to be from, back from your from your summer hiatus as you uh, are. Well, we still, I still got a good three weeks, but uh, yeah, we're good. And then you're you're uh, you're uh, gone next week, right? Yeah. <laughs> Up to Wisconsin, so we're the best of both worlds, oh, Florida and yeah. Wisconsin. And then it's great because when you come back from there, you always have your your accent. I know, right? I'll have that tinge a little bit, and it's uh, unfortunately it's my aunt's funeral that um, going to end up being the, that weekend, and they are all from Minnesota, and they are the ones that give me the accent. So I will be surrounded by aunts and uncles and cousins with northern accents. Nice. So. I we should definitely record the minute you get back. There you go. I like it. I, I, I should capture some of their audio. I really could. I should. Because it's it's perfect. Okay. Uh, I like that. You should definitely do that. Um, yeah, let's do that. So, anyway, yeah. this is episode 445. Um, and I'm stalling for time because I realized after I had hit record that I didn't do middle names for you guys, but now we're good. That's why we were vamping there for a few minutes. This is Show episode uh, yeah, 445, and tonight we are finally talking about Leon the Professional. Um, now, I, I jokingly said this to Andrew, so I, I haven't really mentioned this on the show, but for the last four or five weeks as we've been displaced from our home, for whatever reason, my TV found itself on the Game Show Network, and it hasn't <laughs> left the Game Show Network. We've been watching all these old game shows and new game shows, and our favorite is Family Feud with Steve Harvey. He is just fantastic. And so when he introduces himself, he doesn't say, I'm your host. He says, I'm your man. And I asked Andrew, I said, do you think I should do the show tomorrow like that? And uh, I tried it. It sounds really weird coming from no. me. No, saying, you're not you, Steve Harvey. Just, I'm sorry. I just don't have the confidence that he does. You know, I can't say. You're just sitting in there, just saying, "I'm your man." Yeah, it, it <laughs> he just, was practicing just it in the in the mirror. No, no, uh, nothing like that. Practice. I'm just saying. Last night when we were playing video games, and I practiced, I said it. It just it came oh. out weird. I mean, if if I were to have reintroduced this show, saying, "This is episode 445 tonight. We're talking about Leon the Professional. I'm your man, Sean Allred." It just sounds weird. Yeah, it's all right. It does yeah, but. You're not Steve Harvey. So. I'm not Steve Harvey, nor uh, and uh, no. nor will I ever be. But that's okay. Uh, but joining us tonight is Andrew. Who should we bring? Everyone, Jimison. Hi, everyone. Hi. I couldn't. Hi, everyone. I didn't. I didn't get to yell it the way I wanted to because well, half the house uh, is trying to sleep. I did. Hang, I, I know that people listening can't see this, but I did bring something for our show tonight. Oh, okay. So switch over to to YouTube. Uh oh. <clears throat> this is uh, <laughs> this is Harold. Uh, this is my plant, who's going to be is my best friend. He's going to be staying with me right here. Nice on the table. That's hey, Harold. Yeah. If if I'd known this prop was going to happen, I would have switched your middle name with Sam's middle name. Uh, returning with this is Sam. <laughs> rubs his house plant vector. I do. I, I love Andrews as well. But but Sean, yeah. just so you know, 
I, I've, I've lost my train of thought for how to kill you in this one. Um, it would probably be, uh, <laughs> let me, let me hold your hand at the very end and uh, give you this ring that, uh, that I've got for you. Okay. All right. That's fine. Uh, and making his triumphant return is Will only drinks milk triplet. It's true. It's true. I'm a father of two young children now. It's all we ever have. Yeah. It's all milk. Yeah. And, all milk. and that's if we have that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And on like Friday nights when he's like feeling really, you know, really spicy, it's chocolate milk. That's right. That's yeah. right. The sugar free though. Okay, I, I have to ask. High and tight. Milk, milk is has been brought up, and I do have a question. Okay, is my family the vector side of my my family weird? Yes, we drink our chocolate milk with spoons, right? So you mix the the chocolate milk, and then you you slurp it. You you get it in the spoon, and then you drink a spoonful of like, of chocolate milk, like like soup, like cereal? like soup. Otherwise, you drink it too fast. So. You've got, you know, at a vector event, if there's chocolate milk, there might be 20 people clinking the uh, the glass with, with spoons, and it drives my wife absolutely insane. I, I understand so why. <laughs> is that is that a – does anybody else do that? Is my I big, mean, it's maybe David Koresh and, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, Honestly, Sam, my oldest son does that. Yeah, right? It slows you down. He does it with he does it with chocolate milk, but he also does it with um, any drink that you like. The for some reason, if you mix those little packets of uh, flavoring oh, into water, yeah. Uh, and I've tried to explain <laughs> to him that it's you know it's not a dish that you eat. It's <laughs> so. Do you do it like in a glass, or do you do it in a bowl, or is it? Oh a no, glass it's a glass. Like you a mug? Drink chocolate milk in a glass. Yeah. But does he not put ice in the flavored water? Oh, no. No? Interesting. That's weird. Huh. I don't have, actually, I don't have ice in my flavored water right here. Yeah, for us, it's just chocolate milk. So, interesting. All right. My you children should... have started doing it, which is much to the chagrin of my lovely wife. If you would have so. drank your uh, your strawberry margarita like that, you wouldn't be as tipsy as you are right now. That is very true. It would have slowed me down. That might have been a good thing. I Maybe love, I shouldn't have drank it with a straw. I'd love it. I would love for you to go to like a bar and bring a spoon and drink your beer like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> see, I can't see doing beer. Yeah, but, just... but your reaction to beer is the rest of us reaction to the chocolate milk. But it's different, right? Chocolate milk. You want to savor every bit of that chocolate milk. You so don't want to savor beer? No, you want to drink that stuff as as quickly as you can. <laughs> Okay. I again having not drank a full beer ever, I wouldn't know. All you right. have a cereal argument, Sam. <laughs> There's a cereal argument in there somewhere that, that could maybe get you over the top on this one. Yeah. People finish their cereal after the chocolate has gotten into the milk, they still use the spoon. I get it. I get it. It's just yeah. the image of twenty people clinking glasses <laughs> over each other is just Yeah, she says it's insane. Yeah. But I, I don't. I don't see the problem. I, I agree. That she's right. She usually is. Yeah. But yeah, they do the same thing with ice cream too. They clink. They scrape the bottom of the the bowls with the spoon. Oh, um, you're trying so. to get that last bit of ice cream. I mean, that makes sense. I was waiting for you to say like, oh yeah, but with our ice cream, we just eat it with without chopsticks or something. I don't know. I was waiting for something else equally no. strange. Yeah. So do you? So. <laughs> God, that background, Sam, is, is terrifying. Um, go to our YouTube page and you'll see that Sam's having fun with chat GPT or whatever. Um, I, I know we need to talk about Leon the Professional in, in, in a second because that's what we're here to do. But so you asked, you, Will opened up the, uh, there's a cereal argument. So do you, are you a, a person that eats the cereal and then drinks the milk? Oh, yeah. Yeah, do you, do you right. pick up the bowl and drink it, or do you use the spoon still? I, I pick up the bowl. Okay. I wasn't yeah. going to judge it either way. I was just curious on that one. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that's normal, isn't it? I, I hope I it's normal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, good. That's what this I is the way. Yeah, this good. is the way. We won't talk about my roommate Chris using beer as a substitute in college. Yeah. Because there was no more milk. 
But um, my father-in-law's done the same thing. He did it on, yeah. the, on a, just because he thought it would be funny. Yeah, it's just so gross. You're awfully quiet there, Andrew. <laughs> oh yeah, well I'm just taking in all the weirdness that's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I, I can't say that I've ever had cereal with anything other than milk. That's weird. Yeah, no, well, again, my no, father-in-law no. did it. Because I think, Sam, you, you mentioned that before, years ago. And I said to it's like, oh, yeah, Sam's roommate did that. And Joe's like, oh, yeah, I've done that before. I'm like, oh, were you out of milk? Yeah. No, I just wanted to try it. So, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. But that's, that's Joe. Anyway, Leon the Professional. Uh, we could probably <laughs> talk even longer about cereals and weird ways to drink things. But instead, we'll talk about 1994's Leon the Professional. Uh, directed by Jean-Luc Besson. And wasn't many... he a command commander of a Star Trek somewhere? Yeah, yeah, he was. And, okay. Uh, he was uh, he, uh, uh, number one, and he, would, he played the flute and did other things. So he would, in fact, right. be, of course, be our Star Trek connection. As, as the, this is all, of course, not real at all. Anyway, um, Andrew, what is, our, uh, what is this movie, Leon the Professional? 12-year-old Matilda is uh, reluctantly taken by Leon, a professional assassin, after her family is murdered. An unusual relationship forms, and that's uh, a nice way to put it, as she becomes his protege and learns the assassin's trade. Okay. But does she, though? Uh, well, we don't know. Yeah. She, like, yeah. Cause I, I, always... I thought she ended up at the school and... Yeah, was trying to be good and plants that plant in the middle of a yard where it's going to get mowed. It's going to totally die. Yeah, it's going to die. <laughs> the lawnmower is going to assassinates kill it. the uh, headmistress. Is what I was expecting, but yeah, that didn't happen. I honestly thought well, she at the very least learns it. She does. Whether she yeah, acts I mean, upon it later, she learns it. Yeah, she does kind of learn it a little bit. But I kind of thought it was going to be, I for so having so I only watched this movie for the first time about. Two three months ago, when I appeared on another podcast when we did this, and but I'd heard about it. And I know a lot of people that liked it, and uh, you know some people argue that it's it's you know Besson's best song because he's French. It's his best film, and I remember thinking at the time like, oh, this movie is about a guy who tra- you know who trains this twelve year old, and it's not mm-hmm. really about that not not really i mean there, that there's part of it but the movie's more about him learning how to be a you know not alone her and her actually having a father figure in her life that's not awful and all that good stuff so pretty much anybody that's not awful in her life yeah i mean this this movie is filled with really awful people yep um i mean there's like four not awful people right like i mean even leon's kind of he, he kills people for a living but like you know her little brother and her and Leon and maybe Tony, right? The the guy that's at the restaurant. That's about it, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, so let's do our five word reviews. Uh, Sam, you le- I was about to say Andrew. I'm so used to saying Andrew lead yeah. lead off, but Sam, what you got? I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Back for a week, and then uh, then you'll have to go back to Andrew. But uh, I got two. And the first one is, why is Luke Besson so weird? <laughs> right? I just don't know what it is about his movies, but they just, they, 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 they make me feel uneasy in weird ways. Um, and it kind of leads into my second one is, makes me feel gross. This whole movie made me feel gross, right? Between the nasty places that they are all staying, right? The horrible people. The weird, almost sexualization of however old uh, uh, Padme is in this movie. <laughs> I I felt gross this entire movie, almost embarrassed to be watching it. So I, I had a really hard time getting past that in terms of actually being able to pay attention to the, the story and, and everything else in the movie. I will say Luke Besson makes bad guys look greasy and disgusting. Um, just like, you know, you could tell he's, he's a European because they're about 10 years behind us on, uh, on what you believe the American, um, you know, underground might look like, uh, 
with with the greasiness and and everything else um but i i don't know i didn't enjoy it guys i i didn't like it i i've watched this a long time ago and i forgot how it ended i i completely forgot that i thought he trained her and at the end she was the one defending the 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 hotel room that they were in that was my remembering of this movie which tells you something so um now as far as acting padme did great right i thought she did good as a child actor and i thought uh oh gosh what is his name um j uh g uh john renault oh john right yeah yeah. john renault did really weird being kind of that weird anti not anti-social but uh i don't know awkward guy who is really good at his job but uh in terms of a story there wasn't a whole lot there you know the bad guys are supposed to be good guys in this movie right you got the cops you've got um the 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 family and um turns out the mafia ends up being the decent one um of everyone there's a lot of good cops that died this movie too so it's like whatever happened to uh you know, just having a, a group of bad cops going after someone like Leon. But anyway, I digress. It's interesting. Uh, I would not recommend. And uh, it was gross. Felt me, make me, made me feel uneasy. Okay. Yep. Uh, so I'm, I will address this one thing when you said that because Renault is kind of playing slow. So according to the trivia and according to him, he decided to play Leon as if he were a little mentally slow and emotionally repressed. He felt that it would make audiences relax and realize that he wasn't someone who would take advantage of a, a vulnerable young girl. Renault claims that for Leon, the possibility of physical relationship with Matilda is not even conceivable, and as such, during the scenes when such relationship is discussed, Renault was very much, very much allowed Portman to be emotionally in control of the scenes. Interesting. So okay. Um, I didn't. I hadn't read that before I watched it the first time. But I, then I learned about it the second time, and I that kind of helped my understanding of the character a little bit. Because the second time watching it, it wasn't. I didn't have the cringe moments uh, that yeah. you that you mentioned. So, all right. Yep. Yeah. We'll, we'll explore that in just more a little bit. Andrew, what you got? Sure. Well, I only have one, and it's a six-word, of course, because I don't follow the rules. Uh, Once you pop, you can't stop. And (laughs) I say that because I started this movie today. I hadn't seen this before ever. And uh, I started, and I had intended on leaving this kind of just on in the background just to kind of, you know, while I was doing other things. I couldn't stop watching it. Oh, wow. I was captivated. Um, I thought that the, the story of the, the DEA kind of crooked stuff, it, the way that it came to light was clever because at first you don't really understand, excuse me, that these aren't just regular old criminals, right? Um, and the, the relationship is a little cringy. Um, between Matilda and Leon, but um, it, after getting past that, though, the the chemistry between the two as actors, I thought was really very good. Um, and you see this transformation. Well, I don't know that it's a transformation, but you see this. I don't know. You you kind of watch the birth of this someone that you would assume is just a cold-hearted killer. Uh, you, you watch him kind of bloom into this caring, loving individual, or or you realize that he is. I'm not necessarily that he blooms throughout the story, but you realize that he's not the bad person that we are assuming that he is at the beginning. Yeah, he kills people. I mean, you know. Uh, but who doesn't, right? So, um, <laughs> in this world, in, in this the, world, you're right. In the nineties, right? Yeah. Um, but I just couldn't stop watching, and I, I had a good time watching it, and you know, it was a lot of fun for me. All right, cool. I would recommend. 
Yeah. Right on. Okay. Will? Um, yeah. Okay. So this is also my first viewing. Um, I strangely have had this movie on Blu-ray for a while and have just never uh, jumped into it. I kind of knew what to expect from some of the like cringe standpoints. Um, and I'll touch on that in a minute, but I absolutely loved it. Oh. So for, for the five words, I chose to go with uh, alliteration and I've got pill popping plant planting perfection. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, to your point, I get it. It's a little cringeworthy. And I, you know, my feeling was kind of like the quote that Sean just uh, read. I felt like all of that came from her character standpoint. And I kind of looked at that through the lens of kids say the darndest thing. Um, certainly the like a virgin bit was very uncomfortable. Um <laughs> you know, amongst other things. Um, but, you know, I do think it's, it's a story about, you know, a lonely guy. And, you know, I think the metaphor is pretty clear with the plant, right? He's constantly moving himself, searching for sunlight, reminding himself to get outside. Um, you know, I, I think that um, it's really a story about this lonely guy and these, and these two kind of lost souls helping each other in the most unorthodox of ways. So I think once you kind of get past that cringe, it's it's actually pretty beautiful and heartbreaking at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, de this definitely doesn't have a typical Hollywood ending where, you know, the hero and the, you know, they, they ride off together in the sunset, mm -hmm. you know. I mean... Even her, she goes to a place that she hates. Uh, so, but it's the, her only choice is to go back to the school and and you know live a life that she's probably not gonna enjoy. Uh, my two five word reviews were: loner assassin adopts a girl, and my other one is a favorite Gary Oldman performance. <laughs> He yeah. is fantastic in this. Well, movie. I honestly, I, if I have to give a, a star to this movie, I I loved his character. I thought whenever his character was on screen, it totally stole everything. Oh, uh, yeah, and and he is so crazy that you don't know what he's gonna do next, right? Because you know the, the movie he intros, you know, just a guy listening to music, and he's all weird by sniffing, you know, the the drug holder, right? And then. Then the next time we see him, he's shotgunning women and children. Like, yeah. you're like, oh, this guy's insane. He's going to do whatever. Like, no one on screen is safe. And, I mean, he, he, he was one step above the trope, and it's only because this is not like a Bond movie where the bad guy is willing to kill his own men to make a point. Like, he's whatever, like, he's one step above that trope. Um, but I think that makes him more more psycho, just because he will kill whoever. And then when you find out he's a cop with he's DEA, it's like, oh my gosh! So now he's a psycho. Like, how did he get they past even, a screening? <laughs> they teased at it too, at that that trope in the bathroom with him pointing the gun at yeah one of his guys. I mean, for a second, I thought that's exactly where it was going. Yeah. Uh, except like he's in a bathroom at the at the police station, which, by right. the way, that bathroom looked gnarly for a police station. But everything looked gnarly. <laughs> this whole uh, he must have filmed this in, I don't know, some sort of ghetto somewhere. I well, mean, it's just bad. This was probably a super low budget film. Well, super low budget maybe is the wrong word, but this was probably a pretty low budget film. Uh, budget. It was a hundred and well, it, it's in francs. So uh, this is 115 million francs. So whatever, whatever that equation is in dollars, I don't know. I guess yeah. we could look it up for what it would have been in 1994. But, uh, but it only made, worldwide, it only made $20 million. Really? Yeah. Huh. But it, uh, it looks like also a lot of it was filmed in Paris. 
he does a lot of his stuff overseas. He does. That's for sure. Yeah, he does. And um Yeah. So anyway, um but to so not to disagree with Sam, but it's fun to do. Uh I, I did enjoy this movie. Uh, I Oh, I, I'm I'm in the minority today. Okay. Yeah, I did enjoy it. I watching it the second time, uh, I enjoyed it more because again, once you kind of realize I mean, the, I, the cringe isn't there the entire time, right? It's not like it's there the whole time. Because, I mean, the first time, like, when her family gets murdered and she goes in there and she's sitting there crying, he goes and grabs the pig, you know, oven mitt in. And, of course, my first thought is, why does this assassin man have a pig <laughs> oven mitt? <laughs> you know, it's like, but it kind of fits the character, right? Because he's, a, you know, he's kind of childlike. He's a little off. He's yeah. a but you know he can't read. He's not good with numbers, so he's just good with a gun. And you know, is Tony taking advantage of him because of that? I don't know. And oh, absolutely, I totally got that. That Tony was completely taking advantage of him. So okay, that's a good question because Will, you were just nodding your head on that for those who didn't or weren't watching. I the first time I watched this movie, I thought the same thing. Tony is totally screwing this guy. That he's keeping all of his money, but for some reason, when uh-huh. I watched it the second time, I got a different vibe. Like Tony's genuinely cares for this guy, and he's trying to look out for him. Am I? I don't know. What do you guys think? I think he's looking out for the money. Yeah, and that was my kind of concern with Tony too. Was it wasn't until the end when he was talking to Matilda. Yeah. Why didn't he just give her the money then? He wants her to keep coming, but he wants her to stay in the city where she's endangered and keep coming back a place where they would look for her over and over again, just for her to get a small piece of the money over time. If he was really looking out for the best interest of the money he, or for her and his wishes, he would have said, you know, take this and go get the heck out of here where yeah. nobody can find you. Never show your face in the city again. So or even, even protected her. Right, he's got the resources to protect her in his custody, right. and 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 he basically says, "Go away," but you can come every now and then and get a hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about him. Plus, he was just—they just burst into his restaurant and you know made him fear for his own life. I just—I I don't know if he's going to be around much longer either. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Gary Oldman, his character is gone, but surely people are going to be knocking on those doors again. Yeah, well, especially if Gary Oldman left, you know, any kind of breadcrumbs for the actual police to, to go there. But, I mean, if the police know that he's, you know, a crime boss, whatever he is, mob guy, um, you know, maybe they leave him alone. I don't know. But, yeah, they did beat the hell out of him. and mm-hmm. But... He also did give up Leon and the girl because he got because he got beat. So, yeah, I I, I don't know. It's it's a tough one. It's it's one of those where because when I was on the other podcast, we were we were talking about this. I brought this up and said, "Is he on the up and up?" And, um, you know, TV's Travis was like, "Yeah, I think he's he's kind of looking out for him." And then on the second time viewing, I'm like, "I don't know. Is he or is he not?" It's it's tough to tell because even though. He makes up this kind of you know garbage line like, "Well, banks get knocked over. No one's gonna knock over Tony." It's like, "Well, you did get knocked over, um, but even if they knock over a bank, it's not your money they're taking." Like, remember FDIC? Yeah, exactly. Like this isn't the nineteen <laughs> fifteen. This isn't like the eighteen thirties when a bank gets robbed and your money's gone, right? So, right. Anyway, just just an interesting. I mean, I don't think he's outright. A villain, or I mean, he's not. No, you know, Pete Postlethwaite in the town. Bad, but I do think he's a little bit questionable. Yeah, he may just also not be very smart. Well, I don't know. If you're a crime boss, you have to be. uh, This is an argument I've made several times on the on the show. If you're some kind of crime boss, lord, whatever, right? You have to be one. one of two things or the combo. You have to be really smart or feared or a combo um, because that's how you become a boss. That's the only reason why people listen to you. Either they fear you or you're really smart. 
So then we watch movies where what was that movie that we um, had Mads Mikkelsen as the uh, as the hero, and he had that really weird bad guy boss. You remember what I'm talking about? Force Awakens. No. Sam. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Will? It was a Netflix movie. Yeah. Mads Nicholson, he's like an assassin. He's trying to retire. And then but you can't leave the company. And he send the team after him and he bangs that girl all over the place. And then he kills the team. And the bad guy was one was Tweedledee and Tweedledum from Alice in Wonderland. Anyway, I can't remember what it was. Doesn't matter. The point is, is that somebody's listening knows what the hell I'm talking about. We reviewed it. Um, yeah, I remember the, the naked fight scene, right? The naked. Yeah, he was one hundred percent naked shooting people. Um, I'm scrolling back through our our. Uh, thing. Yeah, it's coming back to me now. Yeah. It, it. Anyway, my point was is that the bad guy in that movie was so stupid and ridiculous and over the top. It's like there's no way that guy is in power. Yeah. Um, because he's just a ridiculous person. Anyway. Um, I'm not going to look anymore. I can't find it. So it's it's there somewhere. Uh, yeah, whatever. Uh, moving on back to the show notes. Um, I will say this: the I'm glad that they didn't film the little boy getting killed. Yeah, but just mm-hmm. knowing about it was still hard, especially the four of us being parents. That that scene was. I mean, you don't. The movie has to make you really not care about the family. That's why the sister is a huge asshole, and the mom is an asshole, mm-hmm. and the dad's you know beats, you know uh, Natalie Portman. So you're not really all that bummed out when you know Gary Oldman guns him down. But the little boy was just an innocent, like truly innocent, and that was that was a real bummer. But it it also fuels her motivation to do what she did. And the chalk line. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's the part that I mean, because you don't see it, but but when you see the outline of it, and she's in there alone, and that was tough. That was that was powerful. That was a powerful thing. Um, but I'm going to take this powerful moment. I'm going to make fun of uh, the the scene in a, for a second. So when Gary Owen bursts in there with a shotgun, why is his group of thugs the most like like it was Keystone cops? These guys are falling over each other. They're freaking out. One of them almost shoots one of the others. Like, what the hell is wrong with these guys? Like, they are but so. That's, that is a total Luke Besson thing, though. Is it? He he does that a lot in his movies. These guys, all the henchmen are weird in his henchmen are, are weird in his movies. They were so freaked, like strung out. Like I don't like when Gary Oldman walks by with the shotgun, singing Beethoven. They're like ducking. Like, what is wrong with you? You're. You're all the guys with the guns. Like it's like I don't understand how any of you can be bad guys and be this awful at being bad guys. <laughs> Just like it made me laugh, which is not what's supposed to be happening. Right? It's a it's a pretty awful scene and I'm like I'm kind of giggling at these guys. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm wrong. I thought there was some incredibly goofy stylizations in that regard throughout and without knowing Besson's other work that I know of. I thought it was intentional, but I couldn't put my finger on why, because it did kind of pull you out of it. Um, But that was just one of those things where I assumed the director had something to say that was above my pay grade. (laughs) I just (laughs) looked past it. Have Have you not seen any of his other films? Not, uh, not that I know of. Oh, you haven't seen the Fifth Element? Uh, it's been years. Sure. If I have. Okay, I was just curious. The Fifth Element, Fifth Element is like one of my, I don't know, maybe top ten, maybe top fifteen movies. I love that. I, movie. When that movie come out? Ninety seven, ninety five. Yeah, ninety five, ninety six, something like that. It came out like right. It was, it was his next film after this. I I've seen it, but I saw it right at right as it came out. Yeah, ninety seven. Yeah, that that movie was like I own that on VHS, DVD, and Blu Ray. Like oh, that, the that's, Trinity. That's, that's that's one of the yeah. few movies that I've done that with. Well, actually, it might be the only one because I don't own Serenity on VHS, but that'd be fun to try to find. Um, but we've it's done be out there somewhere. It yeah. might be. Well, the movie came out in 2005, so I don't know if they would have done that. Uh, but he also did 
we haven't done Lucy for the podcast, um, and I don't know if we will because I really didn't like that movie at all. Is that uh, with Scarlett Johansson? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I know of it. I don't know anything about it, though. Yeah. I, I didn't like it at all. I really didn't. Um, but we've done some of his other... Uh, he's, he, some movies that he's written. Uh, but he directed The Family. We watched The Family for the podcast. And and Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Like, what a really cool concept, but just didn't, you know... Have you you haven't seen that one, Will? Have you? No. It was just the wrong people in the wrong movie. If you take out Dane DeHaan and put in any other male actor of the time, it would have been a much better movie. Twenty seventeen. Who could you put in there? You could have put in Edward Norton. Uh, he's probably too old to be the love interest of uh, the girl, but you know, some somebody in their twenties. You know, it would have been better, but anyway, we we have a whole episode where we ripped that movie, so go listen to that if you want. So, but he's you know he's done some stuff. Uh, we still haven't. Maybe one day we'll do La Femme Nikita. I don't know. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Um, last few notes here before we move on. Um, Oh, I already started that story. So Keith, Keith A. Glasgow, who played the enormous Benny, or third Stanfield man, later became a member of the New York Fire Department Ladder Company 21 in Hell's Kitchen. Courageously, he died in the collapse of the World Trade Center towers on September 11th. Oh, wow. So huh. that was a, I thought that was a pretty interesting piece of trivia there. The big guy at the beginning. Mm, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we did have... Oh, do I have it handy? I don't think I do. Oh, crap. How do I not have this handy anymore, guys? See, Sam comes back and I'm all... I'm all, fall, all messed up. Okay, here we go. We had a montage, guys. We had a montage of training. That's right. Um, oh, and by the way, that paintball gun that she shot, have uh-huh. you ever seen a paintball gun <laughs> shoot <laughs> that, that, that accurate at that distance? I mean, um. <laughs> good Lord. And I do love the whole, the whole, uh, the lead up to it though, right? Like, you know, yeah. Tony gives him, he's like, you sure you want to use this? this is for beginners. He's like, yeah, I need it for some practice. And then they, <laughs> they get the whole thing up. Like, you're thinking this is going to be like a, like an actual weapon, and then she—who she, who was that? Some like, vice president, maybe, or mayor, something, or governor, yeah. or something, some politician, yeah. some goofy some guy. Goofy yeah. guy. <laughs> and it's a paintball gun from, you know, a quarter mile away or something like that. <laughs> it was crazy. I love it. Absolutely love it. Um. Yeah. Anything else we want? We mentioned before I play clips, or or what? What do you got? I mean. The the fight scene at the end was pretty great though. I mean that the taking on the whole police department. I mean it was a cool Absolutely. scene. Sam, you're not wrong. Yeah. He does kill yeah. a lot of innocent cops. You know, guys yeah. just doing their job. But I have some well, factoids. And, yeah, go oh, for sorry. It. Go ahead, Andrew. Well, no, I was just gonna say oh, I do wonder if there are that many corrupt uh, officers there in that world. I guess in that world. Um, how many of them are really good cops, though? I mean, it's the '90s and it's New really York, innocent, right? You know? So the world yeah. thinks that they're all pretty awful. So I don't know. What Probably you got, Hell's Luke? Kitchen too. It looked like Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what you what you do, Sean. I don't want to step on any toes, but no. have you looked at this movie's Rotten Tomatoes? No. I was just curious, Sam. Do you know that this movie has a ninety-five percent audience score on Rotten Tomatoes? And really? To the, and according to the IMDb Top Two Hundred and Fifty Movies, is the number thirty-nine ranked movie of all time. Oh my gosh! Yeah. See, that's crazy to me. That's just <laughs> that's nuts. So, I mean, I love. I mean, I, I'm surprised by that. I mean, I'm. I know I'm not wrong. So. Um, Everybody else's is definitely wrong, but uh, <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Goodness, 
Okay. Uh, anything else? Well, I just want to uh, butt in here for a second. So this came out in 94. Mm-hmm. I was in fourth grade. And this is back when, you know, we could peruse the the aisles of the blockbusters and the flick video and, and all these different movie stores, right? Uh, movie rental stores. And I remember seeing the cover of this movie when it came out and always wondering what the movie was about because it was such an iconic photo and and they made the the John Lennon glasses kind of stand out on the cover. Uh, And and there was a couple of different covers that I thought um, one of them was uh, before I knew that it was uh, uh, Jean Renault or uh, what's his name? Yeah. 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 Uh, I thought that this movie starred Woody Harrelson for a while. Okay. And I got, because I got this movie confused with another movie that did star Woody Harrelson. Oh, was that the uh, Natural Born Killers? With doesn't yes. he wear these glasses on that as well? Yes, he does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, and and that's another movie I'd never seen. So, they, I don't know if they came out about the same time, but I remember seeing them both in the in the uh, the movie store, and always wondering what these movies were about. Yeah, ninety four is the same year. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's interesting. It's funny how our minds do that, and like we, how we. Yeah, I I think it's funny how how that happens. Uh, but I know what you, that post you're talking about because it's not the one that's on the IMDb page now. It's the one where it's like it's just his face, kind of looking up yeah. to the left. He's looking. Yep. At, he's looking at the boom pole or something, and then, uh-huh. uh, and then it shows him and Natalie kind of underneath where he's in his you know, uh, suspenders or whatever. So. Yeah, I know what you're. I know what you're talking about. It's funny how we have those memories of just like movie posters and things like that. Uh, I mean, in fact, I heard. I mean, I'd heard the uh, the everyone yell. I you know I'd seen that or heard that more times. You know, I, I heard it before, like in other podcasts and stuff. People would use that, and then when I finally watched the movie, I was like, "Oh, that's where that's from." That's like when you when you're watching a movie and then you see where the meme comes from. You're like, "Oh, I know what that's from." Yeah, side story. Yeah. Um, my ten-year-old. Now I I know I'm gonna sound like a terrible parent for the story, but oh, no. my ten-year-old asked, "Dad, can I watch Terminator?" And I said, "Son, I I don't think that you're quite old enough to see Terminator." And uh, he said, "Dad, I I think I'll be okay." And I said, oh, "All right, no. well, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know fast forward through a couple of scenes," and uh, I said, "Now I'm gonna warn you. It's it's a little you know there's some blood." Uh, and people get shot <laughs> and he said, okay, but the moment that you hear the line, come with me, if you want to live, he stopped and he goes, dad, that's that line. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. as a father. I think we've all used that line too, but no, we have. Yeah. So oh. yeah, I definitely have said it before. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I haven't. Declan hasn't watched uh, any R-rated movies yet. God, I can't. I can't get his mother to let me watch PG-13 movies with him yet. How, well, yeah. Well, the 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 furthest we've gotten is Jurassic Park at, at PG-13. Well, so. you've done most of the uh, Avengers films, the MCU. Those are all PG-13. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah they, they've watched twenty PG-13 movies. That's true. Like. She, yeah, she won't let I don't him, know why I don't even think those are. Yeah. Yeah, she won't let him watch um Attack of the Clones yet. Oh my gosh. Cuz it's PG-13. I know. It's Well, I I wouldn't let him watch it just because of how bad it is. Yeah, but, but he uh... thinks it's good. He <laughs> he likes it. I mean, right now mm, not Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith is what I meant to say. Attack of the Clones oh, okay. scene. Uh and that's right now it's his favorite Star Wars movie. Because because so of the Yoda fight. Ugh. And the clone troopers. He likes clone troopers. He's ten. Ugh. What you got, Will? I'm just thinking about. I'm dying to get my four year old, almost five, out of the cartoon phase. Everything is cartoon, cartoon, <laughs> cartoon. So I've started to gently make that transition. 
So it I got takes, the Goonies out of the way, the Sandlot out of the way, but I'm like, how quickly can I jump to The Shining? <laughs> <laughs> or, or seven. Can we do that next weekend? <laughs> Maybe not, uh, not for a little while. I think you're going to have to. We did do... Uh, I'm, I've <laughs> never been a big MCU fan, and recently i've decided like i want to give them more of a chance because i never really allowed myself to get lost in that world Mm -hmm. so we started uh doing the chronological order of those and then we watched captain america the first avenger i guess that's the first one it had like a little bit a little bit of you know language here and there but Mm -hmm. mostly mostly he was fine yeah, I'm gonna not get on my soapbox about watching the MCU in chronological order, um, and just well, no, you tell me how to do it. We'll do cause... it off air. I'll do it off air. <laughs> okay. People who've listened to this show have heard my my rant. I don't need to go onto it. All right, we're gonna play some clips now. Are you ready for some clips? Of course you are, because I want to. All right, here we go. Uh, this one is uh, serious. It's Tonto downstairs. There's a guy who wants to talk to you. What's he look like? Serious. Tell him I'm coming up. He's coming up. Somebody's coming up. Somebody's serious. I love that. I just I, I love that description. I like that dialogue. What does he look like? Serious. You know, it's just that's <laughs> a great line, you know. He, I, I like that a lot. But that was one of those silly, campy kind of deliveries for me. But I but I loved it. Yeah. It it's de- Yeah, the Luke Besson style is is definitely there. That is yeah. definitely Yeah. Well, yeah. His style. I mean, he he does he, you know, especially these early movies. It, he I mean, The Fifth Element is camp. I mean, The Fifth Element is sci-fi camp, and that's yeah. why I like it so much though. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, Gary Oldman is basically. He said, "Okay, Gary, we know you were psycho in the first movie. In 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 this movie, the next movie, we want you to be psycho, but also weird. You know, <laughs> like you have a baby elephant as an alien pet that lives in your desk. Okay, like that's what the weird we're gonna have. Okay. Speaking of uh, Gary Oldman, which by the way, we I love that we don't know what the pills are that he takes." But I just yeah. I love the idea that he has to take this pill before he's gonna you know commit murder. So it's his murder pills. Uh, anyway, we don't want to disturb him. I think he gets you know, those. I'm, I'm trying stops. to help you out here, but oh. you know if you're gonna be a hard ass about it, I gotta disturb him. And let me tell you, when he's into his music, he hates being disturbed. I'm telling you the truth. I hope. So. I'm sorry, Andrew. I cut you off. You said you get those. No, that's truck okay. Stops. I didn't. I didn't realize you were jumping right into the clip there. I was just saying. I think he gets those pills at the truck stop. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Those five-hour right energies. the counter. Yeah. Yeah. No dose. All right. Uh, I don't know if this was improvised or not, but this just seems just weird enough to be improvised. I like these calm little moments before the storm. I also like that you can hear his accent breakthrough because you know he's not american so it's, it's, it's calm is not quite calm there's an r in there so anyway i like these calm little moments before the storm it reminds me of beethoven can you hear it it's like when you put your head to the grass Crawling. You can hear the insects. Do you like Beethoven? Couldn't really say. I'm gonna play you some. There you go. Play you some Beethoven. Now, <laughs> I think it was a missed opportunity, and maybe they didn't get the rights or whatever. But that movie, that music is in pop, is in um, a public domain, so there's public no domain. they couldn't have. But have, when he shoots the shotgun, give us bum, 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 bum. You know, like you could have done yeah, something. Beethoven's oh, yeah. Ninth, and it would have made the scene probably too funny, maybe. 
because it's a serious moment, but then you still have the Keystone cops behind them falling down and being ridiculous. So, like, I can't tell if the scene's supposed to be serious or not, but I think that was a, a thing. Also, that music, by the way. So, I'm watching this movie the first time. I'm like, good Lord, that sounds just like Goldeneye. That, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Whatever the sound is, it's just like Goldeneye. So, Eric Serra, I look, I look him up. Known for Goldeneye. Like, ah, there well, you go. That's why. He also did uh-huh. The Fifth Element, which is, again, very... Um, yeah, I and mean, he basically, he he works with... This this is his guy, right? Spielberg and Williams. It's Eric, Sarah, and Besson. So, Besson. Uh, but that... I mean, even that intro that I played, you can hear some of that, that music there. That... Like, that is just screams fifth element that, that that music is all through the fifth element all right uh snore you know i never saw someone with one eye open snore so much i snore like a baby okay will you have a baby like not five feet from you does it snore like john renault <laughs> no it's it's, <laughs> it's daintier <laughs> I don't I've, think children snore. I've never heard that yeah. phrase before. Snore like a baby. I've never yeah. heard that before. Maybe it's a French thing. Is it a French thing? I don't know. I heard it and I thought, I wonder if she just messed up the line and they just kept it in there. Yeah. Like she's. I've heard sleep like a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Or he's tipping tipping the hat to her age. She's messing yeah. up phrases. True. Yeah. Maybe. True. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just it was a funny like a baby. <laughs> what? So so maybe so so like because then, uh, Will your your example your your explanation is probably better than mine because my first thought was she's complimenting him that his snores are cute and dainty. Like I don't, I don't know, but I would assume. Well, that. I wouldn't put that past her either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's this, Benny. Bring me everyone. What do you mean everyone? Everyone! That's right. I like it. Uh, I pulled I pulled the uh, just the everyone out, but now I can't find it. It's not in my, my queue here. I'll have to find it later. But I have just the, uh, the scream, so in case I need to use that ever again. Also, you guys know I like a good shit. Shit. There you go. <laughs> shit. There you go. It's going to go on my uh, my shit collection. I have a bunch of them. But, um, uh, so, no game tonight because uh, of reasons. So, there's no game tonight. So, we're actually going to go straight into this. Excuse me while I whip this out. Besides, our, our conversation ran a little long anyway. So, I think, it was, I think we're okay to, to skip that. So, we're going to give this movie... I played the wrong clip. I meant to play this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? I still have my top three clip in here. We don't do top three anymore. I guess I can get rid of that and put that somewhere yeah. else. I'll put that right next to um, this. Son of a bitch must pay. Right. So this is uh, where we do out of 10. Give this movie a score from zero to 10. And I think Andrew goes first. Yeah. So this is at a 8.5 on IMDb out of 10. Wow. Um, which Sam thinks is pretty high. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the movie we watched last week, I gave a pretty high score. You did. Which was Indiana Jones and the... Uh, the uh, Last Crusade. Last Crusade, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's late. Um, I, would I... I know you, it's comparing apples and oranges, but... Uh, watching Indiana Jones, would I rather? Of course. Um, so I can't quite go as high as that, but I, I'm going to still keep this uh, relatively high. I'm going to say 7.9 okay. out of 10. That's interesting because you also gave a movie a 7.9 recently, and that was Temple of Doom. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, I'm okay with that. They're both dark. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go higher, and I don't. I don't know. I don't remember what I've ranked other movies on here, um, but I'm gonna give this a nine, and I'm only taking 
a point off um, because I just watched 310 to Yuma recently and I've been on like a Western kick and I'm kind of tired of the good guy dying in the end. Mm. <laughs> so I'm going to take one full point off away for them not just letting Leon live. Okay. It probably would have made the movie worse, but it would have made it better for me. Yeah, 310 to Yuma is great. Um, and speaking of Westerns, you the last time we had you on, we watched The Harder They Fall. A, yep. And uh, you gave that a nine also. Yeah. So I have the ability to go back and take I, a peek here. Then I give this a 9.1. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. The, and then the, before that yeah, was Atonement. Oh, Lord, we did Atonement. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Nine point oh. one. No problem. I still talk about Atonement. In fact, not the not three days ago, four days ago, we were talking about um, we were talking we were sitting around at dinner. Uh, so I'm at my parents' house, and so we were all of us talking about I don't know movies and something about Sarah mentioned. Isn't didn't Extraction two come out? And I said yes. Yeah, Sam said it was great. And then we started talking about the one shot, which made me you know mention Atonement, which is Atonement, why we did it. Yeah. And then I. I, I had to pull it up and put it on the TV to just the one shot and let, let my son and, and everybody watch it. Uh, my son was really, he was really confused because he'd never heard of um, Dunkirk. Mm. So he's like, wait a minute, is this D-Day? I'm like, no, this is Dunkirk. This is before D-Day, years before D-Day. This is when the British get you know, are leaving France. Yep. He, he was yep, really confused by that. He's like, wait a minute, the, the British got kicked out of France? I said, yeah, they did. So, all right. Sam, uh, I, I'm I'm the uh, party pooper tonight. Uh, I'm going to give about a five and a half out of ten. Oh wow! Um, okay. It just it just doesn't do it for me, and I, I feel greasy after watching it. So, um, just not not my cup of tea. That's okay. Or my glass of milk, I should say. Sure. Yeah. There you go. Um, I like this movie. I think it's pretty good. I think it's one of those that people should see. Um, I I. You know, I don't think Rosie would like to watch it, but um, I think that um, you know, if you like uh, if you like these kinds of movies where you know a lot of people get killed and a lot of bad language, and yes, there's a little bit of awkwardness between a man and a girl, but I think it's a good movie, and I think it probably it probably is his best film as a as a story as a as a director. I like The Fifth Element more, but I think this is a better film. Mm-hmm. Um, but The Fifth Element's still a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to give this an 8.4. I think it's pretty good. So, anyway, that's it. That's our show. That's the podcast. That's everything. Sam, I do have one question before we sign off here. Yeah. Is that Bill Pullman? Uh, I know it kind of looks looks like him, doesn't it? That's a uh, AI inspired uh, Gary Oldman. So that looks nothing like Gary uh, Oldman. Yeah, it, yeah. It looks like Bill Pullman and uh, not what's his name, Will uh, Fargo. Um, Buscemi? No, not, no, no. The the car William guy, H. Macy? William H William Macy. Macy. Yeah, Bill yeah. Pullman and William H Bill? Macy had a baby, and that's him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> with a sprinkling of Jeff Bridges in there, yeah, with the goat, yeah, the goatee, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, well, it's got it's got the old man hair. I, you know, gotta give it that. I think you just typed "old man." I think is the problem. No, I said, and, 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 yeah. Is is Bill Pullman in Titanic? Am I making that up? Yes. No, he is. He's no, in he the... is right. He's the guy on the boat, right? Bill yeah. Pullman. The, he's Paxton. the the researcher on the boat in the beginning who brings no. Who is that? That's the other Bill. That's the one that died. That's Paxton. Bill Paxton. That's Bill Paxton. He's got Bill Paxton hair, too. So all the people we've named, throw Bill Paxton in there. Okay. We'll sprinkle a Bill Paxton. I got you. (laughs) Yeah, Bill. Well, yeah, because Bill Bill Pullman was the president of the United States on Independence Day. Yes, Yes, that's right. Bill Paxton was big love. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Twister and all of those things. Love him. Yes. Rest in peace. Um, that's our show. Any anything you want people to to point towards you, Will? Uh, I know you're not a podcaster, but uh, no, 
No. Okay. Leave me alone. <laughs> Just leave, leave Will alone. Let him do his thing. Uh, that's cool. Well, don't leave us alone. Go to our website, cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com. There you can find links to all of our social medias. Uh, go follow us on all of them. Join our, our Discord. Uh, Discord's been awful quiet recently. We got pe- we got people. Uh, we need to get people in there and, and chat some stuff up, talk movies, and send in your requests for stuff like that. Um, yeah. Next week, though, uh, no more Sam. Not no more Sam. You're gone next week. Uh, but mm-hmm. we'll have Andrew. And uh, as of right this moment, I don't have a guest, but we'll see what happens. And again, as of this moment, our movie is Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to miss that one. But Shoot. we can we might switch it out with something else, Sam, because I know you want to watch that. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll I like that it. one. So To Be Determined is our movie. TBD, the, the sequel to I Don't Know What We're Doing Yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, yeah. Barbie Heimer. Yes. Yes, Barbie okay. Heimer. Uh, there you go, Barbie Heimer. In fact, uh, well, Billy went to go see Mission Impossible tonight. Oh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's it. That's our show. Thank you all so much for, so much for listening. Go leave us a review on iTunes and uh, all those other places. And um, and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see when we uh, post things, you will watch us there. And that's going to do it. So on behalf of Sam, Andrew, and Will, this is Sean and, and Andrew's plant. This is Sean saying thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. This is Cheap Seat Reviews.